Okay, week 700 of lockdown and we are all still safe in our houses. We are enjoying having the kids at home every single hour of the day, right? Uh, Today we're going to be talking and giving an honest review of our experience of homeschooling. Hi, I'm Alexi. And I'm Karen. And this is the Crash Test Mummies Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listening, to, I was taking in every word that you were saying, week 700, and I was like, yeah, it does feel like it's been 700 weeks. And we've been loving having our kids home and homeschooling them. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> I think we live in two different worlds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I am British. We do like a bit of sarcasm. I so. know. I know. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I think um, if we had told ourselves on New Year's Eve of <laughs> 2019 that, like, already or like the kids would break up from school in March for the summer and then we had to educate them through till September we would have thought you're joking that's not happening yeah I'll tell you I would have picked a different word for my word of 2020 oh yeah what was your word who knows I probably don't even have one I literally (laughs) remember I said like I don't really pick a word well I would have picked one and it would have been patience and I would be focusing on that Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I said, yeah, I've got a really good feeling about 2020. I'm just going to pause that and shift it to 2021 because, yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, there are silver linings, but it really is a crazy time that we're going to look back on and think, wow, that was Weird. a really significant uh, period of time. I mean, in the UK last week, we were celebrating VE Day. Do you celebrate that? It's like the Victory in Europe Day of the end of the Second World War. No. Um, kind of when it was uh, announced that the war was over. And so it was the 75 year anniversary. And normally people kind of get involved a little bit. Um, Schools make flags and uh, we do like a two minute silence at 11 o'clock. And then there's like this idea that we replicate what they did in 1945, which was everyone went out and had a street party. So you have scones and uh, jam and clutter cream and tea and uh, everyone goes out and socializes and everyone celebrates VE day um, and then does like the peace sign like V for victory which is so lovely but this year more than ever you could relate I'm not saying that this is like a war but like it was really weird. Like, I think everyone really jumped on the idea of celebrating something because we have gone so long, kind of all cooped, cooped up. And, um, you know, people are dying. Hundreds of people are still dying every day. And like, it's almost like you can't quite comprehend your own reality. And I sort of think that that must have been what it was like for people living in the war. Like, they could not possibly have been focusing on the war every second of the day because... Surely that has a huge effect on your morale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that now that we're 700 weeks into it, (laughs) like when I talk to other people, I think the general consensus is that you have to put your focus into something else. Like you, people are turning off the TVs, they're turning off the news. Like when this all started, I found a lot, I got a lot of um, 
or I thought that I was getting a lot of peace from listening to the news all day, every day, feeling like I knew yeah. everything that was going on in every country. And I can tell you very honestly that I have not looked at the numbers, turned the news on, listened to LBC, nothing in probably mm. three weeks. Because what I realized is that, like you just said, there, there's got to be more than this. Like we have to take what's being handed to us and carry on with life, not just for ourselves yeah. and for our own sanity, but, you know, so that our kids have something to celebrate and our kids remember this time as something more than just this. Yeah. I mean, they're very confused about it um, because, you know, um, I keep thinking about Hudson saying Corona pirates, like it was some sort of physical yeah. bad guy out in the community killing no, people. The Corona that. pirates. We were out the other day. We were eating our. We were mm. eating lunch outside, and first of all, he was being really weird about being close to people, just because mm -hmm. I don't know. And then he was like, "Well, I saw someone with an eye patch, and he must be a Corona pirate." And we're like, "Oh, you still think that it's like yeah. a person?" But I think yeah. I'd rather it, that than have him understand, like, sickness. I mean, he doesn't even – if a housefly touches his food, he won't eat it because he thinks houseflies carry disease. You know, I can't even imagine if he yeah. understood the enormity of <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, um, to, talking about our uh, topic today in homeschooling, I think that all of this is included in the education that we are giving our kids because it's it, – it has opened up the conversation for us about how um, the coronavirus began and the pandemic and how, like, asking Jonah, because Jonah's obviously a little bit older than Hudson. He's six. He's going to be seven in a couple of weeks, which is crazy. And, um, you know, saying to him, you know, how do you think that the virus traveled from China to here? And then, you know, talking about um, flights and people traveling the world and, um all this sort of stuff but because we live in a little village and we haven't really seen I mean Jonah hasn't been out of our tiny village so I, we've got like a primary village which is the one that we live in and then a mile down the road we've got the bigger village and that I'm the only one that goes out so he hasn't actually seen anything until the other day when we both cycled uh to the bigger village and he saw people with the masks on mm -hmm. and he saw all of the uh, strips on the pavements uh, where you had to stand two meters apart. And he was like, what is going on? And he hasn't been out since we, I took him home from school back in February. So it's crazy yeah. for him to, it's, and it's very difficult for him to understand if he hasn't seen things in context that his brain can't process. Right. Well, you know, why are we not going on holiday? Coronavirus. Why can't we go to the beach? Coronavirus. Why can't I go to grandma and granddad's? coronavirus yep. and then he was just like i hate coronavirus yep. no totally <laughs> but it sounds like a, a cop-out doesn't it it's like yeah yeah coronavirus <laughs> i know it's and it's again explaining it in a way that doesn't like evoke a ton of fear into them and make them exactly scared because i don't want my kids to be afraid of it because to be honest I don't feel afraid of it. I feel like there's a level of common sense and you need to use your brain when you're, when you make decisions, but I don't feel mm -hmm. afraid of it anymore. It's not something that I feel terrified of. There was a time, but it's not now. And so mm -hmm. it's like explaining that to our kids 
and being honest. Yeah. And, you know, because like you said, they've been, all they're doing is sitting at home. It must be yeah. boring and exhausting and a little bit miserable for them too. So you want to be able to tell them as much as you can just mm-hmm. without evoking the fear of God into them that something is going to happen to them or someone they love. Because that's our job to deal with those fears. <laughs> Not there. Yeah. And, you know, you and I are both believers in God, but uh, even if you are not, I think that people <laughs> people are grateful for the type of virus that it is in a way, because can you imagine if it was just killing our children? Mm. Like, they were in a high-risk category. I mean, thankfully, that that's not the case. Um, I mean, it, obviously, it's devastating about the older generation, but if it affected the younger gen- generation as much, yeah. like we would be digging a hole in the garden and living in mm-hmm. it, I think. Yeah, I don't don't even like thinking about it. No. Anyway, right. I'll, yeah, I'll but that's just it. It's the little victories, like the fact that our kids aren't dying left and right. And you just take that out because that's really morbid. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. So we spoke about, um, briefly, a couple of episodes ago, we both spoke about the fact that we took our kids out of school early. You took your kids out of school early uh, because you were pregnant and stuff. But um, I also took my kids out two weeks before the government um, implemented school closures. So we both had an acceptance of the fact that we were going to be homeschooling for the duration. How is it going for you? And is it what you expected? Um, I think going into it, I had... Mind you, my kids are only two and four. So Hudson starts preschool next year, not even kindergarten. And Presley, you know, doesn't even need to be in school. She was only in school because she she really enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. But I I did going into it because Hudson was learning how to read. I was like, okay, well, we're going to work on his reading and like keep working on his reading. And you know, basic school stuff. Like when we first started, we were doing math and like counting marshmallows and, you know, adding marshmallows to buckets and then counting them. And Presley was doing little activities with like sorting colors because, you know, whatever. And Mm -hmm. it was really going okay, but I'm not a teacher. (laughs) And I think that now that we are 700 weeks into this, um, (laughs) I am kind of, you and I talked briefly about this before, but you kind of stole the words out of my mouth. I am refusing to do, and I talked about this when I talked to my friend Amanda about the homeschooling episode. Like, I'm not good at routines and neither are my kids. Like, when I tried to do the routine thing with them, if they weren't in the mood to do school, it wasn't fun for anyone. They weren't doing school and I was being miserable trying to get them to do something they didn't want to do. Um, so what I found mm-hmm. is like at night, Hudson will read two of his books to me. And if that's what I get, he's still learning how to read, <laughs> you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's not perfect, yeah. but he's still learning how to read. And then it's the little things like I'm letting Hudson totally lead the way when it comes to school. So like he loves animals and he wants to learn about bugs and so he will go out in the garden he'll find a bug he'll put it in a habitat then we'll go back in the house we'll look up the bug in his book because at this point he's already really invested in this bug whatever it is 
and we find the bug in the book and I read him that page and okay, yeah, it's not traditional learning. It's not necessarily math or whatever, but we are like, we're learning what an insect is. How can you, how do you know it's an insect? It flies. It has six legs. How do you know it's a spider? Let's count the legs. It has eight legs. You know, these little things that he's really passionate about is where, is mm-hmm. that's where I'm going with homeschooling right now because what I've learned is that I'm not a teacher. He doesn't see me as his teacher. I don't feel qualified to do all the big things, nor do I feel like he needs to be there right now. Um, no. And so we're enjoying learning about bugs and making habitats for mm-hmm. animals and finding out what a carnivore is and what an herbivore is and what do spiders eat? And like I said, houseflies carry disease. And, you know, now he's, te- he's petrified of houseflies, but <laughs> everything in my house has become a habitat for an animal. And I'm okay with that because he's still learning. And it, yeah, it's not like the way I had envisioned it, but he's learning. And Presley, she's not learning anything. She's totally along for the ride and like just, totally engrossed in play right now and I was really upset about that at first because I was like I want her to be learning her colors and like I really want her to be focusing on counting and like why doesn't she know any of her letters and then I was like you know what don't be so hard on yeah and she's amazing yeah she mm-hmm. she will learn. I have faith that when she's twenty, she's gonna know the difference between blue and green. I know it. <laughs> I would be confident and hedge a bet on that. Yeah, but what I was gonna say was how nice it is that you can actually be the one to teach Hudson those things, um, because like you're you've been given this opportunity because kids are like sponges, aren't they? Like they do. Um, ingest everything that you tell them if they're engaged and if they're interested Mm -hmm. and he'll remember that it was you that taught him that (laughs) flies carry diseases it wasn't me it was the book we were learning about housefly and i made the huge mistake of just like reading it it was like they carry disease (laughs) and like you know they throw up on everything they land oh no this is this is not good I know. But Jonah's also doing a project on animals. Um, I mean, luckily luckily for us, we are both teachers. So Chris was a primary teacher and I was a secondary teacher head of Spanish. But um, Chris left teaching because he wasn't allowed to uh, teach in the way that he wanted to. And he was far more laid back and creative with his teaching and sort of imagined being far more flexible with the teaching and you have you are far more restricted than you were allowed to believe when you'd sign up to be a teacher so he just didn't didn't get it um but now that him and Jonah have this little thing going where they'll just have conversations through the day about astronomy or um maths like number bonds or uh how to remember the sound qua and you know I just hear them having these conversations throughout the day and Jonah is essentially Chris because uh Chris is dyslexic Jonah's dyslexic Jonah struggles with processing things so if a teacher tells him to do something uh he can't necessarily process what's being asked of him unless he sees visually what it is Mm -hmm. And the teacher in school doesn't have time to do that for him and doesn't necessarily identify every time that Jonah doesn't understand. So 
for Chris to be able to teach him essentially a younger version of himself, that should be really effective for Jonah's progress. That's awesome. Yeah, which is good. Um, and the um, the bug thing, like they're going to do a project, so he's taking my phone out into the bar, the, the garden and uh, taking uh, pictures of, of any bugs and then he's going to learn how to do some creative writing on it. But um, like I was saying to you before... Uh, we started recording because we always start these conversations and we're like right we're gonna have to stop because <laughs> we have to start recording all of this stuff um I have been incredibly surprised at Jonah's progress or the lack of I mean don't get me wrong I really like the school and he has a TA that I think is absolutely amazing and she pretty much spends her time between Jonah and Winter in school but um I was shocked at the fact that he had not progressed and if not had regressed um, with his reading. He was on he's something like level three. And, you know, in terms of the British school system, English school system, like many of his friends are like past the levels, which are like 20 plus, 24 plus. And he was on level three. And I'm pretty sure that in year one, he was on level eight. And so he's gone back Mm. the way. And so for us to be able to spend as much time as Jonah needs to do the reading, because what I think's happened in his school environment is he has not picked up the basics and therefore the, the class has surpassed his level. And then he just can't access the information that he's been given because he can't read the instructions or stuff. So he just can't do the work because he doesn't have the basics, if that makes sense. And he doesn't so have someone the, there who's really not on his side. They're, of course, they're on his side, yeah, but get really putting yeah. the time in to to make that. Yeah, difference. exactly. I'm not saying he's easy. I mean, he is his father's son, and you know, it's like Presley. I have. I can't. I said. I've said to her teachers. I don't know if she genuinely doesn't know these things or if she's just winding me up because <laughs> yeah. I think she does know her colors but then I'll be like Presley you know I'll hold a blue one and a red one which one of these is blue and she'll pick the red one then she'll pick the blue one and you're like oh. <laughs> like you knew it you knew it a minute ago <laughs> I tell you what I do because this is like I have the privilege of when I'm a teacher um, teaching kids language from complete scratch because I'm teaching them Spanish and French so you can do really basic activities with them, but now I can now use them with Winter and Jonah if they're learning vocabulary or colours or stuff. So what I do with Winter is uh, I will present two things to him. So say a red and a blue car. And I'll say, which one is red? And so we'll play that for a while and you'll point at the right one. Um, and then I'll give him two options and I'll hold... I'll hold the red car to him and I'll say, is the car red or green? So you give him two different options and then he'll say green. And then we'll go on to step three, which is I ask a single color of him. So I'll say, is the car green? And he says, no, or yes. Is the car red? Yes. Yes, the car is red. So you kind of, you can do it in in steps. And I'm really lucky that I have learned that through teaching but um you can totally use it on smaller kids so if you want me to give you some tips i can all the tips not that winter listens he generally just takes off his clothes and goes and poos in the garden 
He is spirited. And what was the thing that they used to call them? Touched. In the olden days, in in old England, they would say... Oh, see, I was just going to say naughty. <laughs> because that's what I would have said about Hudson before I, re- before I realized yeah. that he was just highly spirited. That is, before I get into kind of what other stuff we've been doing, I would say that the one downside of um, homeschooling for us is that winter will be starting reception, which is kindergarten, kindergarten or... Yeah, kindergarten. Yes, yeah, so... He- He'll be starting in September, and I think because he is a unique little chap, um, it would have benefited him to kind of get the hours in to socialise mm-hmm. beforehand. Because although he's in preschool now, he can get away with not um, following instructions. Um, he's just going to get keeps his head down and plays with his cars. But when he goes into reception, the rules of the school are going to be implemented. And I do worry that he is not um, socially ready for that environment. And the behaviours that he presents might be perceived as naughty rather than just the fact that he doesn't respond to anything you goddamn say. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... But you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, but yeah, I mean, um, in terms of of homeschooling uh, you know it's funny when when Chris and I got married and we were dreaming of having children and stuff we planned on uh living in Brazil we planned on moving to Brazil because we lived in Brazil before when we were uh courting and then I went back subsequently and my degrees in Hispanic studies so I lived in Brazil on different occasions and um I imagined when we had our kids, um, when I was naive and didn't realise how much a mortgage ties you down, that we would move to Brazil and live in the country and I would homeschool my kids Um, because I had stayed with a missionary family in Brazil in the middle of nowhere. And by the middle of nowhere, I mean, it took six hours in a car to drive to the nearest city. Wow. There was nothing between there and there. Um, and so, yeah, they were homeschooled and I just thought it was the best thing at the age of 20, sort of really impressionable and thinking, wow, I can totally homeschool. And then that dream faded, but I do feel that it has been reignited a little bit. Um, however, the reality is you still have to earn the bucks, don't you? Mm, Yeah. And I'm not being paid to be a teacher right now. Yeah. And well, you're a teacher. I have, I've mentioned Adam, like maybe I would homeschool, but my kids just don't respect me the way they respect their teachers. And I've, I've, I've seen it and I just think it would really frustrate me for me because I'm not a teacher and I, mm-hmm. there are so many things that I think would be amazing about homeschooling and so many things that I just feel like I couldn't do. And then I don't like saying I can't do something because I'm sure that it's a learning curve and you figure it out. Like, but then I think the opportunity to, as we just said, teach your kids things that they're passionate about rather than a curriculum for them to pass a test is something that really mm-hmm. appeals to me, especially as yeah. someone who 
really struggled in school because I was forced to learn so many things that I've never used again. Um, yeah. And just thinking, going, you can use your kids because not every kid has the same passion. So teachers can't really take those passions and create lesson plans based on what the kids want to learn, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying that. And then of course there's the aspect which Adam would be concerned about, which is like the socialization aspect. But I feel that homeschooling has come like so far in the last 10 years, even that mm-hmm. you can pretty much have an entire class of homeschooled children together multiple times a week. Um, oh, really? Here, yeah, they have like co ops. So, like, different parents will take over different, um, mm-hmm. like, lesson plans and the kids will learn together, like, in a school type setting. I don't know if it's the same yeah. in England, but I've done research. Well, <laughs> homeschooling is a huge deal in America and um, quite successfully. Uh, I think um but here it doesn't have a great reputation homeschooling but I do know some uh people particularly through Instagram connections that I've had who have who are homeschooling and they're doing it fantastically but I think you have to be that certain type of person I think in the US it seems far more common yeah it Um, is common is it common for for primary and secondary, or do they tend to go to high school? I'm not sure. I, I no. only know kids like Hudson's age because that's the kind of groups that I've been in. I mean, I mm-hmm. know when I was younger, like a lot of the kids that I knew were homeschooled into high school and beyond. But when I was younger, homeschooling was like – a bit taboo because there was all they did was sit at home and do a book like a do worksheets out of a book and not really talk to many other kids so it's just it's different now and I think there's like in the there's so many curriculums that you can choose from and it's definitely I think something that a lot more parents will be interested in especially given the way that public schools are kind of headed in that direction, in, in a certain direction right now, post coronavirus, you know, saying only six students allowed in a classroom, students are going to have their lunches in the classroom, you know, no recesses. Um, you're only going to come to school for like X amount of days a week, and the rest of the time you'll be doing school from home. And if you're going to be getting direction from a teacher on the computer for half the time anyway, it almost makes more sense to kind of pick up those pieces and fill in the blanks yourself as a parent. But I don't know what it's going to look like after coronavirus, but it certainly is something that I think a lot of people are watching. I think a lot of people started off quite motivated in the challenge of homeschooling. And not that people were blasé about it and thought this is a piece of cake, but actually, okay, this gives me an opportunity to. Um, you know, uh, experience this with my child. Uh, and in the UK, everyone jumped on board with uh, a guy called Joe Wicks, who um, is quite a handsome uh, young man, <laughs> who I oh, think the mums enjoyed watching for different reasons. Uh, but basically, he had a YouTube live every morning at nine o'clock. Oh, he did the gym class. Yeah, yeah I watched class. him. Yeah. 
Uh, and he yeah so he like had millions of people tuning in every day for I would say a month and then I'm sure like me because my kids weren't interested because they find it difficult and they're little but maybe the older kids find it better but I think that a lot of people uh, maybe stopped tuning in and got a bit more relaxed because I remember planning like okay so 9am Joe Wicks workout, 10 a.m. numeracy, 11 a.m. literacy. And like that ain't happening, my friend. Like there's no way. Like today, as we if we take today, which is Saturday, but I I was trying to get Jonah to do some reading today because we did nothing yesterday. It got to three o'clock and I finally pinned him down for reading a book and he got three pages in. He was like, I'm tired. It's like, oh my goodness, this is just not my forte. Because they can talk to you uh-huh. like that. The amount, of, the number of times I've said, do you talk to your teacher like that? You know, like, uh-huh. no, I, yeah, I think there, there is something in that that you said about they don't respect you. Like your teacher, like, it's a bit like when I taught Chris how to drive. Like, oh yeah, I remember someone this. someone else had taught him, mm. he would be nagging uh like he would he would say you're just nagging me and having a go but I'm not yeah. but because we're so familiar to each other then he does yeah. think that but yeah and our, I think it's but, easy for our kids to like see us as we want to play with you you've been playing with us for the last four four or five years of our lives you're not a teacher you're yeah. our friend or not okay so I shouldn't use the word <laughs> yeah friend. but, it's but like, yeah like come play hide and seek with me like no we're not playing hide and seek we're going to do a little bit of work. So, but what I, like you said, and like I said earlier, I've just learned new ways to get him learning where he doesn't realize that he's learning. You know, like we've been playing this game where he stands on one side of the wall and I ask him a question and anytime he gets the question right, he gets to take a step towards me. And then Presley gets a question. Whoever gets to me first wins, you know? Right. So it's like, you know, if you have two apples and I give you two more apples, how many apples do you have? And it's yeah. not just math. It's all kinds of things. What does B-A-T spell? You know, how do you spell yeah. cat? Just little things like that. And for him, he just wants to win. So he's not even really paying attention to the fact that he's learning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I am astounded that you even get that much out of him. What does B-A-T spell? I would struggle to get Jonah to answer that question. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Hudson Hudson's pretty good with reading but that's because we've been focusing on his reading for a long time now pretty even before the quarantine like get it sitting him down and having him read to me was something that we did a lot of and you know then there's math and he definitely struggles a bit more with math as did I um and so that's an area where we really have like like you said I ha- he has to see things. He can't just do like what's two – if you have two apples and I give you two more, it has to be – my fingers have to be up the whole time so he can count them. You know, he has to be able to physically count things. But it's still practice and I still think that it's, you know – and do, are we spending six hours a day? Are we even spending three hours a day doing like formalized learning? No. And – to be honest, like the other day he wrote me, he wrote, he wrote me a card for Mother's Day and I, he hadn't signed it. And I, so I, I asked him to sign it and he had forgotten how to write his name. 
And yeah. because he's not writing it 15 times a day on 15 pieces of paper. And yeah. it's those little things that you realize, like, and I was like, oh, crap. Like, that's something that we need to get back into making a habit of doing. But mm-hmm. I think that there's such a learning curve, as there as there are for teachers. I'm sure you can say, like, different students come with different problems, and you kind of have to learn how to work with them. And Hudson and Presley are so different. Like, like I said, I can get Hudson to answer any question, whereas Presley is just like, I'm actually just going to go play with my babies now. (laughs) And I haven't quite found a way to get her super motivated. Like she likes doing yoga with me, but that's about it. I can't get her to, to sit down with me and like she, we can do crafts, but she won't talk to me about colors. I don't want to do that. I just want to like, just let me color. I don't need to tell you what the color is. I'm not going to, so stop asking me. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, stop or I'm going to go. This isn't going to work. But again, she's going to, and it will come. Yeah. Yeah, it will. And she is still so young, so I wouldn't be hard on yourself. No. I mean, I'm I'm not even really focusing on winter. Winter will sometimes offer me some sort of uh, will to be educated, but most of the time he's just naked and playing with his cars or trains. But he's very good at colours and he enjoys um, story time. We read uh, The Little Blue Truck. Uh, ah. uh, yeah, it's, um, well, my sister-in-law, uh, she sent it to him for his birthday and he is obsessed. He's got a couple of the books and he's got the Christmas one. And the yeah, Christmas we have the Christmas one too. Yeah, he loves it. So we do that and, you know, he's four and he's happy doing that and that's fine with me. So, yeah, but I mean, you've you've said, uh, well, we have both discussed what obviously doesn't work and that is retreat. Routine. Yeah, so we have discussed the things that don't necessarily work and that is a schedule uh, with a routine, which is funny because that's what they're normally used to. But maybe at home it uh, kind of goes against everything that we have at home because at the weekends they can just, you know, chill out and relax. But um what things uh what things have worked for you i i did men i did uh touch on this previously uh that t- tapping into jonah's interests seems to be the key to success and so i have found this amazing website called outschool which is an american website where you uh pay i think i paid six dollars but you you pay per class and uh, some of them are flexi classes where it's just a pre-recorded thing and then they give you tasks to do. Um, but Jonah has signed up for um, a Zelda class because he loves playing Zelda with Chris on Nintendo. Uh, there's a Harry Potter astronomy class, oh, cool. which teaches him about the stars. And uh, he's doing a numeracy class, which involves monster trucks. <laughs> but um, it's things that engage him. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the time to come up with these you know, complex lesson plans. He kind of joins a virtual classroom with maybe 10, 15 other kids and they all discuss what's going on in the class. And uh, that's his own little time to learn. So it means that I can leave him for an hour knowing that he's doing that. And he's only six, but he still knows what he's doing. And I find that to be a brilliant uh, time for him to be 
given some sort of freedom in terms of his education because I don't want to be sitting with him all yep. the time like yep. this 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 mm-hmm. I want him to be able to have freedom if that makes sense and it, there's something to be said for him being so captivated by something that he's able to sit there on his own and still get it done yeah yeah he wouldn't have been able to do that in school yeah I mean we were going back to our conversation of pre-recording <laughs> where we talk about everything before we record um I uh do now have the notion well I'm considering potentially homeschooling and I I, I imagine that a lot of parents are thinking yeah I could do this full time and it may not happen. I'm not saying this is a guarantee, but I have seen far more progress uh, being able to give Jonah the time one-on-one. And because I have a flexible work pattern, it means that I can spend that time with him and then schedule my work in for later on in the day. And I just wonder whether for uh, the next year or so, whether it would benefit him just to get him up to speed. And Because um, I worry that everything that we will have done with him when he gets back to school, he'll not be going at the same speed as the other kids. And then he'll just, you know, get left behind again and feel unmotivated and, and quit. But I am considering the idea of uh, homeschooling, but that is not a commitment, just to make that clear. I'm so curious. By the time September comes, I'll be like, see ya. Get out of here. Now, I'm curious yeah. how many other parents are feeling the same way. Like, they're watching their kids and it's no fault of the teachers. I really don't believe that it is. I think that the, our teachers are given the tools and they do their best. And a lot of the times there's a lot of students in their class and a lot of different levels and they have to, they have to work with what they're given. But as parents, now that we've had the opportunities to see where our kids need help and to focus on those areas and to really hone in on teaching them in a new way and watching them, um, I don't know. I don't want to say something really lame like Thor, but, you know, (laughs) watching them really learning. I'm wondering how many parents are thinking maybe homeschooling is um, a good option for us in the future. I feel like Hudson, like when we had our meeting with Hudson's teacher this year, which was, he was in a class with students who are all moving up to kindergarten but he's like a week shy from hitting that date and so he has to do preschool again um but they they had already said even now he was ready to go to school and ready to go to kindergarten Mm um so I don't feel worried and I don't feel like I could offer him anything that he couldn't learn at school um but we're going to see how preschool goes. Like this is his first year going to school full time. And that gives me a lot of anxiety because I have never been in a world where I don't see him like all day, every day. <laughs> where yeah, all of his learning, yeah, to. like all of his learning is going to depend on someone else now. And so mm-hmm. I think it's totally different asking someone like me who's never had a child in school full time. And so I, for me, I've always been the one kind of teaching him alongside his teachers. Like he'll go to school in the mornings yeah. and then come home to me. And then I have yeah. the opportunity to work with him as well. But now it's going to be, he'll be in school full time. It's totally up to the teachers. And, you know, we'll see. But as yeah. of now, I mean, I'm just, I'm hoping that he is able to 
to really do well in school. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning of last I mean, to year, be fair, you know, that is what schools are there for. Yeah. Like. But that, you know, that being said, we also live in an area where like, I'm not super impressed with the school system. It's not like England where, you know, the kids wear, um, <laughs> uniform. yeah, uniform and the classes are smaller. <laughs> there are massive class sizes here. My biggest fear for any student, including especially my own, um, are, is the fear of them being left behind. And in Hudson's case, my biggest fear is that he will be far enough ahead that they won't worry about him and that he'll then yeah. fall back or be left behind because he's too far ahead. Um, and I know that sounds like a really stupid thing to say, but that is a concern of mine. And so we, like, he's going to private school for this year for preschool just because of his uh, weird situation and then we'll probably put him in public school. I don't know. But yeah, ask me next year and I'll let you know where I stand. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I like that this um, sort of crazy situation has opened up the conversation about homeschooling more because I think there was a, was an attitude um, or preconception about homeschooling that it was for hippies and weirdos and it's really not like I feel that we've been teaching Jonah so many life lessons yeah. uh, that we don't um, normally because there's not enough time so we've been doing we've been teaching him how to cook and he's been getting involved in cooking and he's been doing chores so he's been doing he's been in charge of uh, sorting out the recycling and uh, he's learned how to ride his bike which is something that has been on his to-do list forever and we just at the weekends are so tired from the crazy weeks that we just don't do anything so actually making some time for me and him to go out on our bikes is amazing yeah that's what I was gonna um, say is like you you're also getting this time with him that you're not gonna get back and like you said earlier exactly. which is such a good point is like he's not gonna remember like I don't remember the all the teachers who taught me things, but I remember the things that I did yeah. with my mom and dad, like the special things that yeah. they taught me. Like I remember the time my dad taught me how to braid, random. But like my dad, <laughs> not my mom, weird. taught me how to braid my hair. You know, yeah. and I remember that. And you know, you won't be able you won't be able to get this time back with Jonah. No, no, exactly. Especially because I know that he's at a tipping point where he's almost in the realms of don't hold my hand or kiss me goodbye. And I dread it. Um, that it is going to come soon. I mean, he's 27, but he's already getting these attitudes of um, like, you know, um, well, he's just starting to think a bit more grown up and the things that he wants to watch. He's very aware of things being babyish. So oh, yeah. Babyish and stuff. And, yeah, I, I am really lucky to be able to get this time at the time that we have it. You know, I think um, if coronavirus had hit like at another time and um, the kids were all at home anyway, then it wouldn't have been sort of as uh, hectic. But at the same time, I feel that maybe it's enriched all of us a bit. Yeah. And I'm trying to stay positive about about it because uh, there's no point in focusing on the, ne- the negatives and the scariness and um yeah yeah uh you, i am uh, sorry no go on. you go on you are i am say start over though <laughs> i i am uh scrapbooking with jonah i mean i freaking love scrapbooking anyway but um we are scrapbooking this as a memory that he can 
have. Oh, that's cool. I know that we were talking last episode about how we don't document anything with our kids, but uh, I thought it'd be quite nice to say, well, that he can, you know, take him to school to say, during lockdown, I learned how to ride my bike. Yeah. And I learned how to read because you didn't fucking teach me. <laughs> I like, I like the... No, sorry. No, I like the honesty there. <laughs> I feel like I, yeah. I, I got really lucky. My kids have had really great teachers who have super catered to them. I would be very frustrated if um, one of my kids started regressing in school. Mm. And I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you kind of have to look at this time, like I said earlier, as like an opportunity to get to know your kid better and find out what their strengths are and figure out ways to to work with that. It is a, definitely a time to be cherished. And although, like, the reality is a bit rubbish and it's a bit scary, I have um, been really appreciative of the cheesy videos and um, sort of affirmations on Instagram that have been saying, like, treasure this time with your family. I think that we're very lucky and I think that we have appreciated what we've got a lot more through this, that... We uh, have a nice house. We have a, a solid family. And the, the people in our family are the people that we actually want to spend all our time with anyway. And we're, you know, thankful for the fact that we're not alone or, um, yeah, I think, I think that uh, it has helped us to appreciate the small things and given us a chance to reflect on the things that are actually important to us. But I tell you one thing, the laundry ain't getting done, so. True that. Adam has, Adam's been working from home, of course, and he works upstairs. That's where the laundry yeah. room is. And he does sales, <laughs> so he does calls all day. So guess who's not allowed upstairs? Me. Oh, so guess what's not getting well, done? Brilliant. The laundry. <laughs> or like, I'll throw it in, and then there's just like piles of clean laundry all over the upstairs. I'm like, yeah, you can sort through it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not doing it at 6 o'clock at night when you're done work. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Good work. Uh, right, should we wrap it up? 48 minutes? Yeah, I'm, I'm not even that? sure if we actually covered what we came here to talk about. <laughs> or if we did. We <laughs> might have covered it like 15 times. <laughs> so, it, yeah, I mean, if you could describe your homeschooling experience in three words, what would those three words be? Um, animal Lee. <laughs> animal filled <laughs> yeah. um relaxed mm-hmm. and not focused yeah that's good. not focused and not in the sense that like we weren't focusing that we weren't focusing because there were definitely I mean every day we have moments of focus but I would say not focus as in I'm not putting a ton of emphasis on we have to do this. We have to do that. You need to be learning this and stressing out when the things that I think should be getting done aren't getting done in that way. Yeah. Of all the things causing me stress during this pandemic, I am not allowing homeschooling to be one of them because I happen to think that there are a lot of ways to learn and that sitting in a classroom setting isn't the only one and we've had a lot of fun learning in all kinds of different ways so yeah yeah and thank the lord for pinterest no not a pinterest mom i have not one time in this entire lockdown not once all of you listen to me all of you non-pinterest moms out there you're not alone i have not once gotten an activity 
for school off of Pinterest. To be fair, I actually don't think I have. I We've been doing BBC. The BBC are providing different things every day and there's lots of print-offs, but I'm really pleased that I bought a printer before things got locked down because I can, you know. Yeah, that's print nice. Off. All right, what are your three words? Uh, flexible. Yeah, see, that's probably better than um whatever I said, non-focused. <laughs> no, it is not. It's very similar. Animally is a, is a word, yeah. so we're good. Um, flexible, um, personalized, and uh, I guess a word to describe, uh, well, I guess, yeah, relaxed, non-assessed, <laughs> non-assessed, because, you know, I just have to, or that, like the teacher can just, you know, have a break because, you know, he's doing his stuff and ticking minimal boxes but he is also learning how to cook and he knows how to make chris and i an espresso latte so i mean that's that's, that's the, the best kind that's of a learning dream, right? exactly see i just exactly. we are way more focused on like hudson knows he has to come in my room first thing in the morning and give me a cuddle it's mandatory yeah, that is important yeah so yeah. that's the first thing and you know what? We have watched more TV in the last 700 weeks than we've ever watched. And I don't feel guilty because we're all just no. doing what we got to do to get by. But I make sure it's learning TV, you know. Yeah. That's a lie. I'm being I'm sarcastic. <laughs> Peppa Pig is educational totally. in a way. Totally. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, let's uh, close this down. And... Um, Come on, guys, share with us your experiences. We want to hear what you're saying, what you're doing, any tips, any tricks, because we are definitely not the ones that are professionals in this area. And we and want to know if you are, are you going to be homeschooled parents in the next coming year, in the upcoming yeah, year? that's such an interesting thing. Yeah. I think there will be a rise in the number of homeschooled kids. Do your kids seem happier outside of school I will say like when I the prospect of Hudson going back to school like he's not excited to go back to school his response to going back yeah. to school is no I want to stay at home with you yeah I do think that um well there was one night where Jonah sort of broke and that was uh, he was missing his friends and I think that's the only downside is that he won't kind of be in a social environment I mean he does have his brothers but they're not the same age as him and you can't choose your brothers you can choose your friends and he doesn't have that at the moment but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens yeah I'm curious to see how it all unfolds alright have a nice evening and happy homeschooling